You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hey, Jesse. Hey. So tell me something that you're thankful for this holiday season. I am thankful that I have a job. Well, that's definitely important. Yeah. <laughs> and a family that semi behaves appropriately. What is that? Forced monogamy <laughs> and slave wage labor you're thankful for? Yeah. What's wrong with you, Jesse? <laughs> Yes, I'm all in favor of uh, forced monogamy. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Hold on. Howard! Maddie has a cat that's insane. His name is Howard Rourke. Yes, after the Ayn Rand character. I would say I'm thankful for Howard Rourke, my cat, but he's trying to jump on all my furniture right now as I'm trying to record in my bedroom where it's a hot area versus like freezing cold house. Anyway, this is why Jesse and I don't have a podcast where we ramble about everything and nothing because we'd probably both end up be talk- talking about our cats. Yeah. And a bunch of other nonsense. Welcome to the Voluntary Vixens podcast. (laughs) Well, it's been a while since we've recorded together. Yes, so here we are. There's a lot of stuff to talk about in the news. A lot's been going on, whether it's been front page or, you know, headline news or not. And so we wanted to kind of touch on maybe some of the things that, like, are part of the more obvious bread and circuses, but you know, what we think is always most important, that stuff that's going on behind the scenes, stuff that isn't making the headline news and things that, you know, we listen to on shows like the Propaganda Report, you know, or alternative media that's so full of fake news. But really, it's the only people telling the truth about what's going on. Can I just say what one thing that really drives me crazy is when the liberals talk about how Fox News, like everything that's that's um, coming out of Fox News is just propaganda and it's all a bunch of lies, which it doesn't bother me because there's what they're saying is not true. It just bothers me because they are just as brainwashed by their media as anybody who's watching Fox News. <laughs> Very true. Until somebody actually like turns off the TV and completely shuts down their access to all of that propaganda, like actual propaganda, actual human mind programming. And it's just coming directly from the state. Like it would be, wouldn't be any different if it was officially declared as state run media. We know it's state run. We know that the same people that write those checks for those people behind the desks or, you know, that overall, fund these channels like it's all the same thing all the money gets passed back and forth yeah it gets stolen from us and then passed back and forth among them all and you know we keep getting taxed more and more um the rest of our wealth is inflated away it's like what we are left with is a bunch of (sighs) useless money really that um just give it time and it's not going to mean anything yeah but what drives me crazy i think is um there's so many news sources i mean we're talking like just television radio print even that's left slanted 
And so they have so many sources of information to brainwash a person. You know, it used to be like you could read the New York Times and that was considered like real news. And now when somebody tells me that I need to listen, that I need to read or that I need to read an article that's from the New York Times or from Newsweek or something like that. I just laugh because I know that it's probably just going to be propaganda. I mean, the left really did win the culture war. They're still winning the culture war, war in many ways. I mean, you know, everybody else is fighting back and fighting back hard. I think finally, yeah, maybe, um, where it might not have been in an, our character to do so. I mean, you know, I've said before, I'm not a pacifist, but I am pretty passive. And so, you know, as long as somebody's not hurting somebody else or advocating for harm on other people i'm pretty much like let's just live and let live and i want people to be free to live their life and choose what's right for them all that stuff you know but like ah i it's pervasive Mm -hmm. how much of our media and just uh and when i say media i mean you know, even the more entertainment side of things, uh, we all know Hollywood is completely obsessed, left-leaning. And I mean, I would say brainwashed, like brainwashed and then do the brainwashing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's either of those two, um, just depends on the person and maybe how, and how long they've been in it. When I was in my twenties and I remember how much everybody on the left hated Bush Bush Jr., whatever you want to call him. I, I, I don't remember. Now, I know there were some nighttime shows. They would do their intros and they would make fun of Bush for a second. And then they would move on to like other things. But whenever I and the only time I watch nighttime shows like Jimmy Kimmel and stuff like that is when I'm uh, when I'm at work and I am watching my patient and we'll have the TV on for her at night. And those shows will come on and I swear they spend the entire, like not just some of the entire intro to the show on something stupid that Trump said that day. And I just can't imagine why anybody, why do people care so much? I don't get it. Part of it, I guess it has to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, um, demand from the public. They happen to get like good ratings uh, when they post such, incessant negative slanted stuff against the president that they made everybody hate so fervently (laughs) you know nobody hated him before he started running for president honestly other people were probably just indifferent or thought he was wrong or you know hated him as soon as he started going on fox news because you have to immediately hate anybody on fox news um kamala harris even tried to like bash Tulsi for going on Fox News. It's like it's an outlet. It's a news outlet. And it's a news outlet. Like whether whether you want to call it a news outlet or not, like it's an outlet for these people to speak to the public. And don't you as a Democrat want Republicans to hear what Democrats have to say? I just think that was nuts. But um oh also hashtag thankful that Kamala Harris dropped out <laughs> of the presidential race. Not that that loser was going to win, or I should, loser's generous, I should call her really just like conniving evil biatch, um, who laughs about putting people behind bars for things that she admittedly has done herself. And yeah. Like, 
I do, which no remorse, I'm, like no so psychopath. Yeah, I, I'd say like psycho and or sociopath. Which very very know. little self reflection, very little insight, very hypocritical, very much like most. Not my vibe. Yeah, she reminds me a lot of Hillary Clinton. Actually, not just so unlikable, so incapable of seeing how she really is, and you yeah, know, it's like. To a point where she just, it's almost laughable because she'll talk about herself in such great ways. And it's like, she clearly does not see herself. At all. Like, no self-awareness. Hillary does exactly the same thing. So it's just hilarious. I think that they thought Kamala was going to be ahead, was going to be up front because of, she met all the, um, all the minority. She's a woman. She's not white. And, you know, has a history of being in law enforcement you know she's a prosecutor yeah um i mean but like you said very very unlikable i hope if we're lucky she'll follow in hillary's footsteps and write a book called what happened (laughs) oh it will be our fault it will be all of the racists it's usually my fault (laughs) yeah it's gonna be all the white people's fault who didn't vote for her especially us white females because we should support her because we're women, even though she's... Because body parts. I mean, I can't. Oh, I can't with her. She's just too much. Like, sleeping her way to the top, number one. Number two, she just has... Wait, I didn't know Oh, that. yeah, she slept with... Um, oh, God, who did she sleep with? She slept with some Everyone? one of her bosses, I think. And basically, I mean, it's he was married. It's It's well known. If this was any fe- like any woman on the on the right, they would have ripped her apart already. I mean, just like they've already done with Melania about posing naked bef- when she was a model before she even met Trump. Yeah, what happened to slut shaming being so yeah, terrible? They've made they made her out to be like some hussy whore. But meanwhile, every like I don't know how many people have come out from the left, like any anybody like I'm thinking of like Katie Hill who likes to brush her. I mean, yeah. Weird, weird fetish, weird fetish. Brush alert. her friends' hair naked while she's at work and um, have extramarital affairs. So wait, did she come out saying it was her was her friend and not her like people employed by her or in her office? I whatever, whatever it is, it's weird. And we were paying that woman to have odd sexual encounters in yeah Capitol Hill. Well, I mean, I personally don't care if you want to. Be a oh, do whatever. sugar mama or whatever do she whatever. was. Do whatever. But. I just, I just don't want to pay for it. Don't act like you are like this bastion of good character. Just goodness. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, here they are yelling at Trump about the whole grab him by the pussy comment. And then they're just like sleazeballs. And I mean, that's the thing that I think that drives me crazy is um, I was talking to... Uh, I, I know this sounds crazy, but I am friends with my ex-husband still. So we were texting and he, you know, he's t- telling me he's going to start listening to my podcast and uh, he better. And he's okay. Th- I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> but anyways, he was texting okay, me. Start start next episode. Don't start this episode. <laughs> next episode. I'll tell him not to listen to this one and then he'll totally listen <coughs> to it. But um, yeah. So, hello. He was texting nice me about how he's going to start listening to it. I don't know what we were, how we got to this topic, but we were discussing, like, um, 
basically how um, the differences between Obama and Trump and his differences were that Obama was a good person and a decent president, whereas Trump is not a good person and he's not a good president or something. And I just was like, dude, really? And now when we when we were married, he was a Ron Paul fan. He's all on the Ron Paul train. And now he's married to somebody else. And now his views have changed. So I don't know. He also is a college professor. So it may not be her. Mm. It could also be that he's in an environment where he. It's probably both. Can't really, it's probably all of it. He can't really think freely. And then it is easier to just go with the pack. It really is. I can't. Because I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be in a work environment where everybody was like, just. I would have to quit my job, though. See, I wouldn't go with the flow. But, yeah, I can imagine. It's hard. You're very much an Enneagram type 8. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't deal. No. <laughs> if I can't have peace at work, I can't be there. Um, But, yeah, Amen. it's... um, That was really frustrating because I was like, first off, Obama was... I don't know what he was like as a person. I never knew him. None of us really did. Nope. So to say that he's and a good person. I don't person, think I would trust anybody's, anybody's judgment yeah, it's, it's, on him. It's a jump. It's a leap of faith to think that he was a good person. Because nobody really is. It's a really storybook is, fantasy. Yeah, nobody really. I cannot say something about a person's character if I don't know them. My personal belief yeah. is that certain types of personalities are drawn to that type of position. And it is usually a very ego maniacal type person. You have to really think that you are a great person and better than everybody else in order to be good at that job. Smarter, better, just, you know, like more deserving or entitled. Yeah. And so you're probably, it's probably a good fit for you to be the president if you have that type of thought process, but you on a personal level with your friends um, probably aren't like the most, you know, giving of yourself, you know, most, you're probably not the type of person that people call and, you know, I'm going through this right now. I really need you to listen to me and be there for me. That personality is not good at doing that kind of stuff. So I'm just thinking just by, not, by knowing a little bit, Obama probably isn't like, you know, your friend you call up when you're having a hard day, <laughs> but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I also don't think he was a good president, and I think there's plenty of proof of that. I mean, all you have to do is just follow the money, uh, follow, um, just look at what, uh, what, how has black people's lives changed or gotten better since he was president? Incarceration went up, and we actually had a, we we actually deported a lot of people during that administration. Whistleblowers, which we're going to talk about in another episode, but. He he was uh, he arrested more whistleblowers than any other president in history, like, and we'll talk about that. And that, and um, I just think there's just a lot. I mean, Fast and Furious. Yes. So look into. He's not it. a good president. Oh, and I forgot the big one, Benghazi. Oh Seven my God, wars. Yeah. Speaking speaking of Drones. Hillary's, what happens? So Trump. The thing about Trump. Is he never, ever said that he was a good person. We all knew what we were getting when when he came in. We've had decades and decades of Donald Trump being a misogynist, 
being an egotistical mis- misogynist male, being a rich New Yorker yeah, that loud, didn't give a crap about, you know, he had no qualms with telling anybody what he thought about them. He never was ever. He never claimed to be the a nice guy, and that's why he won. nobody ever saw him as saintly. Nobody does now. Actually, I don't know. Some people might, but he because he already had he already had that that image. He had already kind of been vetted in some ways. And I, I guess they weren't successful in bringing him down before he actually, like, kind of took everybody by surprise. I don't think, and, like, even if you look at the WikiLeaks emails about how, um, you know, Hillary's team was coordinating with the media and the press about, like, they wanted Donald Trump as her opponent. They wanted him because they thought they'd be able to win with him versus anybody else as the, like, most likely to beat him this crazy cartoon character from New York. Yeah. Like, it just, the polls weren't right. The pollsters weren't right. None of the talking heads were right. Nobody knew. I don't know. I won't say nobody because people say they knew. People, I guess some people knew. It, it really depends on, like, how close your ear is to the ground and what people are saying and purposefully not saying, like the silent majority that ended up, you know, voting him in at least in enough states that were able to win him the electoral college votes necessary to win presidency as are the effing rules it's in the constitution (laughs) that's how we elect our president sorry guys we don't elect by a popular vote for the president yeah sorry it's not a high school um election and let me just say this and you guys can hate me for this all you want to we never had a good president in the United States. We've had some that were decent. I'll say Calvin Coolidge and uh, Grover Cleveland were probably two decent ones. And, mo- and the reason and I why... I just learned about... Yeah, you don't hear about them because they left everybody the F alone. Yeah. Those are the... Those are really the heroes. Um, actually, I was listening to... And Jesse, you'll have to check it out when you can because <clears throat> I know you've been busy. But um, I would recommend... And I want to get the book. But I would recommend everybody checks out um the episode on tinfoil hat recently with crimes and cover-ups in american politics with don jeffries and he was talking about just like past political figures like lincoln and others that are the sacred cow yeah. and he was talking about the president that i forgot i we all forget about um was it harrison who was only in office for like 32 days and then he got sick or something like giving an, an inaugural address in the yeah. snow or rain. I think it was or, Harrison. I think that's weird. Um, but he was he was a guy who was pointing out stuff like to the common folks and people just, you know, was saying stuff like the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's true, not in the Bernie Sanders sense of the way or the Elizabeth Warren sense of the way, like where oh, because of this, we need more government. It's like, no, it's hinting at that there's this power structure in place that keeps literally sucking dry the lifeblood and money from us commoners, and it gets sent and trapped up in you know Washington and the higher echelons of these people that look over us and rule over us. Mm-hmm. Since nobody talks about any of that on any mainstream media and can never acknowledge that, it's like that's one of like a billion reasons I can't watch anybody on TV anymore. Well, I mean, I I've been watching the Roosevelt um, 
documentary on Netflix. I'm almost done. And it's on Netflix? Yeah. Or PBS. It's like a Ken, or is it PBS is it Ken on Sparks? Netflix? Or Ken I Parks? I can't remember. But it's a well-known uh, biographer um, or documentarian. And um, it's a really good, well-covered documentary. But, I mean, they'll they'll tell you, like, the Roosevelt's thought they were better than everybody else. They'll say Teddy Roosevelt, what he was basically an imperialist. And they'll even say... Like, FDR was. <laughs> was very selfish man. He had multiple affairs on his wife. Although, in, but the thing Des- is... Despite the wheelchair? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there were some other things that they mentioned, too. But it's like, they they mention all of it. But they they talk about it very briefly and very lightly. Like, they just, like, talk. They say, yes, he was, <laughs> he was an imperialist. And they kind of laugh it off. I had to mention... It's, yeah, Ugh. and so if you're if you're just going in and you're just like, well, I really like the FD, I really like FDR. Um, you're gonna come away thinking, God, the Roosevelts were just amazing. They just accomplished so much. But if you're me, you come away and you're thinking like they spent so many, like so much of our tax dollars on things that we didn't necessarily need to have. Um, they pro uh, FDR basically prolonged the depression the his entire presidency up until he started getting us involved in world war ii they make it sound like we needed to get involved in world war ii but um again that's part of the brainwashing like we need war or something like war is good for us as a society and our economy it's like how dare you (laughs) how dare you float that idea past us and shove it down our throats so repeatedly oh i mean if you tell my mom right now that uh abraham lincoln was not a good guy she'd be mad because she thinks does she listen is she listening now mm, she probably will be but she she thinks he's the abraham best. lincoln was apparently a terrible he stopped slavery guy. from happening nobody else could have done it it, it would have we would have slavery today if it weren't for him right now mm-hmm. yep so we actually do have slavery right now, but that's because Obama decided that it'd be a good idea to invade Libya, and now they have open markets selling humans. You can buy you can buy a Libyan Libyan for four hundred dollars. Apparently, that's the going rate. I wonder again. Thanks, thanks Hillary. Thanks Obama. Yeah, another another little notch on Obama's belt for being such a great president. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and such a great guy. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not to mention, and it's just like, okay, yeah. So we've got, like, the problems that we have, like Jesse and I might have with President Trump is that here he, and everybody does this, you know, they talk a big game, they criticize their opponent, they criticize the person that's in office, um, I guess what, the incumbent you'd call them, and, you know, so they basically end up winning because they're so anti that person in office right Mm -hmm. i mean like and then honestly you know uh obama probably probably should have uh tried george bush jr and dick cheney rumsfeld kissinger everybody for war crimes related to the second iraq war he didn't he continued 
everything and then escalated what existed in Iraq and Afghanistan and then started a number of other conflicts. So, so not a good guy. So not a good guy. He indicted people that were whistleblowers against the Bush administration for spying on us and for torture tactics. Even, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, uh, I can't wait to just we're going to get into that's that. That's one of my like I like this is one of the things that like my husband asked me years ago and he never will ask me again. It's like, what is your problem with Obama? And I was like, I ha- my problem with him is that he likes to drone people in other countries and bomb them. And it's not just soldiers that he's bombing. He's bombing civilians like children and women. So, yeah. Wedding guests. Can't like him for that. I don't care yeah. if he if he makes a really great appearance on the Jimmy Kimmel show and he's really funny on SNL yep. and his wife is Ugh. is good at dancing with, with what's her face uh, michael's not good at dancing whatever that comedian chick who ellen yeah like ellen they're fun they look like they're fun people they know how to put on a party but they like to kill people and brag about it okay yeah like, i i can't like that i'm a debbie downer nope. i guess <laughs> you debbie downer. and the thing you negative nancy you <laughs> yeah and i think the reason the thing that drives me crazy about the whole impeachment process is not so much that I don't think that Trump should be tried or put up for impeachment because I think that he should for certain things, but it's not going to be for what the left wants to put him up for. Yeah. Because if like, they put him on trial for what I think he should be put on trial for, they'd have to put Obama on there. They'd all Bush on there. Clinton on there. I mean... In their cabinets. I mean, yeah, and and that, if that were to happen, I would be... Yeah, I'd be... Way to go, left. I, would, I, I would love that. I would be so proud. I would be so proud to be, like, an American in that moment, like, watching those people get taken to task and put behind bars. Oh, let's put, round them all up. Do you realize I would... I would be like you. I would, I would be so happy if it was... If something on the news today said... The, all our presidents have been arrested and their cabinet members have been arrested and they're all in questioning right now. And if they, if there was some story about, like, I don't know, they're put on suicide watch, I mean, I wouldn't care. Because, I'm sorry, they didn't care when everybody else was, when they were putting people, whistleblowers, on, you know, in prison and putting, the, and they were suicidal. They didn't care. They didn't get them out. Mm-mm. We still have people right now who are in prison that have they've exposed to the public things that our government has been doing to us and not just to us but to other countries and like i'm talking about julian assange for example and we're just letting him rot in prison yeah and then ross ulbrich last last i saw he's not doing so well and ross ulbrich is in he's he's serving how many years 40 years i think it's a i think it's two like like two forty year sentences, which is you know yeah, for more than starting a website. Prison. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is, and he. I mean, he's I just think, a young um, kid. Yeah, honestly, he's probably about my age. And here I am sitting in my sitting in my apartment, yelling at my cat, and I'm not in prison. Thankful. Hashtag thankful. If Trump wanted to really win votes, I wonder how many votes he would win by freeing some of these people. And then getting all the people in prison right now in California who are put in prison for marijuana possession, get just pardon them too. 
let them have the let them have a right to vote but yeah question are there enough white hats out there for any of like the stuff we'd want to happen to actually happen i don't know like that's a existential question i do think that that i'm facing there are certain people on and i will say i i because of lack for a better word, I will say that there's some people in the deep state who hate Trump and they lean left. And um, I think that they are threatened. They feel threatened, which is why we see people like Roger Stone and Julian Assange and Ross Ulbricht and, you know, many others who are put behind bars or given harsh sentences um, because they are threatened by what Trump and his administration has done. Or even just threatened, threatened by the rhetoric. Yeah. Because the fangs haven't really come out as much as I'd like them to. Yeah, and I don't really understand because Trump is doing some stuff under the radar that is pretty anti-Republican. So, like, you know, the Patriot Act is reinstated. And, I mean, what he's not pro-Second Amendment. Yeah, I was at a friend's giving this weekend, and um, my boyfriend's friend hosting was wearing a shirt that was like Donald Trump nutrition facts, and it was like everything was a hundred percent, of course, because Donald Trump is bigly, <laughs> bigly successful, and he's like the best president ever, ever, most terrific. But yeah, nope, not, not a comprehensively Second Amendment guy. There's no thorough principled stance to like really anything that he comes down on right which is really unfortunate i've said before i think that there's something about him that he does at least seem reachable and i want to he might not be white hat but he might not be black hat you know like i'm just i just have to hope that he's not black hat yeah like please god please like i we we already literally have enough Ah, evil people in power. It's just like, I just need him to not be a black hat. I might disagree with him on a lot, and I think he is doing a lot wrong. And he is really not on the right track. No. But I have to hope that he's not a black hat. I have to hope that there's going to be some continuing good from at least the moment that he's created, you know? Like, the breaking of the Matrix that he's started. Yeah, I think, like, the legacy will be important. Like, its effect on the culture war, its effect on our society. I think it it kind of had to happen. It, it was inevitable, him coming into power in a way that surprised everybody, like I said. And it was just like, it was the reaction that if you were paying enough attention, you might have seen, but, or like, might have seen coming. But I'm also very nervous about, like, the pendulum swinging the other way. Just because, you know, he's in power now, and with the efforts that the deep state and, you know, the very more public democratic front of the party and everybody in congress and even the never trumper republicans like he's got all those adversaries he's got a lot of people against him and so generally like the people that are against him i'm also against yeah very much so so in some ways that has always reassured me to some degree yeah i think that's that's kind of it too is um i'm not a huge fan of trump but I really don't like the people that don't like him more. I don't like. I really. I don't mean, agree with them more. I have, to, I have to. I have to deal with so many on a like regular basis. But luckily for me, politics doesn't get injected into my work very often. 
I, I work in the sciences, you know, like you do too, to some degree, but like, because it's more of the people oriented sciences, I know you've got tons of those crazy socialist nurses running, running around. Yes. <laughs> Which just makes me glad I do private duty now. And I don't have to work in a hospital because if I had to work in a oh, hospital, I think I would blow my brains out. Oh my God. Think about, think about all the CNN that would be on TV there. There's, yeah. There's always CNN on there. And then all the administrators and managers that um micromanage anyways they all are they're all lefties um i used to work in a hospital that was a um a union hospital too and mm. that was really bad for a while there <laughs> oi oi <laughs> uh, and i'm one of those people that um i can't hide the fact that i disrespect you like i know it's <laughs> hard but it's like if you, you get, say that with I, a smile on your face it's, it's so funny cuz it's like um, I will give everybody the benefit of the doubt and I always love my patients. Uh, my patients are there because they're in pain and they're sick. I always love them. But when management comes up and tries to tell me something that needs to happen and it sounds like a bunch of crap that's not going to work, it's hard for me to not just roll my eyes and be disrespectful, especially if that manager or managers have been disrespectful of me or other nurses that I work with in the past. And one of the things too about nursing is that a lot of times, well, maybe, maybe it's just the place I used to work at, but a lot of the nurses that were managers um, had a lot of horror stories under their belt of like making horrible mistakes, like almost killing patients and just being, because they just weren't paying attention. And yet they were, elevated to my to management status and they're oh the, God. they're the ones dare i you say up. yeah dare dare i say were they playing cards no <laughs> i mean they Just might kidding. have the management might have been but no yeah, they go to I mean. multiple meetings a day they have to be in multiple meetings with upper management all day long talking about what needs to happen on the floor that they're never on and they don't know what's going on and they never seem to have enough staff to keep nurses you know from losing it <laughs> i mean sounds like what happens with a bureaucracy yeah and i mean i saw pick, pick good nurses go into management i mean good nurses and then they once they get sucked into management they you never see them again they're completely out of touch they don't understand what's going on it's that's exactly how i see our government too it's like when especially like a president he's going to say all these wonderful things that you want to hear he's going to make all these changes but once he gets in there there's all these people that are pulling on the strings like the cia the fbi um you know all these people are going to they're the ones that have been there for president for president for president they control yeah. everything and we didn't yeah, vote for these me. people and they don't care no, about what our wishes ever, and wants are. Never. They've never been voted for. It's not like they've been voted for at some point and then, like, got to hang out for endless amount of terms. Like, they've never been voted for. But, like, that reminded me. I can't remember where I was listening to it. But, um, it, you know, it's it's obvious. And when you say it like that, it's, like, it makes perfect sense. But, um, so think about the CIA. They've been around since when? The 60s? Probably before that, that they were the OSS that. during. Um, That's true. World, yeah, World you're War right. II, so, I believe. So, like the idea of this intelligence gathering 
Collective has been around for decades. And I, you know, probably close to a century in various forms, maybe even longer. But so, okay, no, those people aren't necessarily Nicholas Flamel and living forever. And, you know, it's all the same people. No, it's, so they're all set out to study and gather intelligence and learn everything. And people spend their entire careers in these positions and they're responsible for hiring the next one. And people are generally going to hire people that are like them. And, you know, we see how it's kind of compounded in academia. These hyper-liberal professors are hiring hyper-liberal, you know, other professors, assistant professors to come on and um, so on and so forth. But anyway, so while there's technically physical turnover, it's the same ideas. It's the same, like, attitude. It's the same jellyfish of like an outlook on the rest of the world on our country that they're supposed to be providing intel to in order to benefit but really like who are they benefiting but it's like so they know all this stuff as a collective they spend years doing it a president gets in they are responsible for briefing him in however long many hours a day however many minutes a day on you know what matters in the world so what they bring to him on a daily basis, him or her, ugh, we, thankfully we don't have a her yet. Like, I'm not, I'm really not looking forward to a female president just because the first one's probably going to suck so bad that I... It will be a Democrat and it will be like... Ugh, she's going to be so bad. So bad. We thought that Hillary and Kamala were bad. I mean, it's going to get worse. They get to control exactly what information gets put in front of the president every single day. And so... It's pick and choose. It It's not, it's whatever they want. It's whatever their agenda is. It's not the agenda of the American people. It's, you know, their interests, whoever they're working for on behalf of, you know, their grudges, their beefs, their personal relationships. It all gets brought into it. And it's like, it wouldn't matter so much if we also didn't have that president be the commander in chief of the largest army, mm-hmm. largest military force in the planet and the history of humankind and just like how much power we have over other countries other groups nations abroad but also what disgusting gross abusive power they have here at home it really wouldn't matter if the president the federal government didn't have the power it did Mm -hmm. well i just this is why i think that a lot of us become anarchists because we start to realize that in order for there to be change You'd have to get rid of not just the president or the seat of the president or the Congress. You'd have to get rid of the CIA, the FBI, NSA. The alphabet suit people. Yeah. The heads of the armies, just the the majors and sergeants in charge. We have to get rid of all of them, too, because they're also the ones that are calling for war a lot of the time. So there's so many people that would need to be eliminated. It's just when you look at it. You can't even be Republican or Democrat anymore. It's so far beyond that. It's so messed up beyond that point. And, the, and those don't mean anything. They don't, because when not, you look at... Not when they go to Washington. Yeah, I mean, just listen to a speech from um, from Teddy Kennedy, any of his speeches, any of his major speeches that he's ever made. He's, he would sound like a Republican today. You know what I mean? And I I listen to things that Bush said, Bush... Junior said, and he sounds like a freaking Democrat and well, things that he's done. He is. <laughs> yeah. So those parties lines don't mean anything. 
I mean, can you imagine like going to a baseball game and every all the both teams wore the same jersey and they were just play they they were just switching out like you wouldn't know what in the world was going on. That's what our government looks like to me because the Democrats and the Republicans are both doing the same stuff, playing the same game. It's like a game that never ends. Each each inning, they score approximately the same points. The other side gets really mad at them, gets really hyped up and supportive of their team. It's so, it's all a show. Yeah, and that's why the media, I think, has been doing such a double time on everything and why, I don't know, I just think that that's one of the reasons why our media has become so divisive, because um, I think that everybody realizes that both the parties are not, they're not really fighting against each other as much as we think they are. Or we've been told that but they But they are. need us to think that there is a fight and that there is a difference between the teams. They need that division. It Not yeah. only does it create, like, people... It, it creates people willing to give up their freedoms and their safety for for them to have more power because they feel so scared that if Trump wins, oh my God, this is going to happen. Or if Hillary wins, oh my God, this is going to happen. So we've got to go, go out and vote. Whoever it is, they just they got to get people to come out and vote. I mean, it's, it's what keeps them all propped up and rich. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi, she's not poor. Well, and... I mean, if you really think about it, well, how are all of these people who are um, senators and um, representatives, how are they, how are they like, number one, staying in office for so long? And number two, how are they multimillionaires? I don't get that. The stuff that they are able to get away with is stuff that, you know, people like Martha Stewart went to jail for. Yep. So it's just another example in the book of rules for thee, but not for me. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, anyway, something to maybe bookmark as a thought, and perhaps we can discuss at a later episode, and maybe once I've uh, you know developed this further. But I might join the Libertarian Party. <laughs> Crickets, Jesse. It's getting late. I know we could obviously go on forever and ever, but want to wrap this one up. Tell our listeners where to follow us and find us. And I don't know what else we can expect uh, for the rest of the this year. And we can talk about our plans for next year. We have a we have something a little surprise coming up. I'm not going to give it away until right before it happens, pretty much. Or maybe right as it's happening. But um, after probably about after the second, is it the second week of December? Uh, we might go on a little hiatus, so we'll have some um, episodes that we'll put out that we've done on other people's shows, and um, so that you guys can That'll still hear our, hear our pretty little voices. I hate <laughs> even though voice. I, I'm going. I have a cold right now, so I probably sound like a 13 year old boy going through puberty, or like immediately post puberty. Not yeah. with the not with the voice fluctuations. Like, yeah. I think you nailed that part. So you're done with that. Yeah, you could find us on Instagram always. We are really active on Instagram. We have a lot of um contacts there that we just um stick with and um we're on there on Instagram on at Voluntary Vixens, uh Twitter at Vixens Voluntary. We are somewhat um active on facebook mostly through instagram because i'll make a post i'll have it automatically go to facebook um it's not cheating yeah 
but it's also at vo- uh, Voluntary Vixens. And then we also have a Patreon if you wish to um, donate to us. And that's at uh, underscore Vixens. Right, no, that's sorry. That's at Vixens underscore Voluntary. Um, and I think that's it, right? And thank you. Big thanks. Unless you just did it. But like we have a couple patrons and one new one with a very generous monthly donation. You are a I'll say you're a good person. Yeah, you're probably better than Obama. Definitely probably a better person than Obama. I know I know that the standard here, like the bar is here, like really low. Probably not droning people in Yemen right Granted, now. Granted, yes. You're a better person than Obama because we know that you're not droning people in very starved, malnourished, impoverished countries. <laughs> yep. So on that note, everyone... Keep it sane, keep it peaceful, and keep it voluntary. Peace.